everybody and welcome to Victory Church. Today is our worship service number 154, September 8, 2019. We are going to worship the good Lord to give thanks for his mercy. So I invite you please to stand up. Dear Father, we thank you for life. We thank you, Lord, so much that we are alive. Thank you, Father, for your mercies. Thank you, Lord, that you are protecting us. Your angels are around us. And we thank you, Lord, for the gift of life. We thank you, Father, for this opportunity to be in your house, worshiping you, Lord, this morning. In the name of Jesus, please receive the songs that we have for you today. In Jesus' name, amen. Word. 
take our time lift up your hands open your heart to the Lord talk to him talk to your father tell him what is what you need what is what you care for really Receive the strength from God right now. Receive the love of God in your heart right now. Just lift up your hands. Receive the presence. The Holy Spirit is coming down. And I believe, oh, I believe what you say of me. I believe. 
is the presence of the Holy Spirit in our lives just coming down to fill our hearts he is filling our hearts right now more of him more of his presence in our lives yes Lord oh yes Lord you say I am loved when I can feel a thing you say I'm a strong when I think I am weak you say I am held when I am falling short when I and I don't belong oh you say I am yours and I believe let's sing all together oh I believe what you say of me I believe give all your heart all your voice I believe I believe at your feet yes Lord you have every failure God and you will have a victory yes Lord you say I am loved when I can feel a thing. You say I'm a strong when I think I am weak. You say I am held when I am falling short. When I don't belong, oh, you say I am yours and I believe. Oh, I believe what you say of me. I believe, oh, I believe, oh, I believe what you say of me. Oh, I believe. And the Lord says to us, I love you. Take these words into your heart. The Lord says to you, I love you. Thank you, Lord. In Jesus' name. Amen. As a demonstration of love is that every one of us constantly do this. We take uh, money, whether it's cash or good. Uh, checks or for our viewers that go to the website and we can go give a online or even through text message. But the, the point is that we all have the opportunity to show our Lord our love and our devotion and our faith also through this, to the act of giving. And uh, I think it's, it's the most important thing that we can do besides worshiping him and singing songs to the Lord. Thank you for the time that you are investing watching this video from Victory Church. We hope that you will enjoy it. A good life. Do you want to have a good life? Yeah. Of course, we all want to have a good life. Thank you for watching, my dear friend. And I would invite you to go to our website, vchurch.us, and look for the tab bulletins, and then you can download 
the bulletin of today. The rest of us here in the church, we have the bulletin and there are wonderful notes about this. Good life. Some people picture a good life like the image in the screen. We are a certain age and we are with our spouse around the swimming pool, perhaps in the Caribbean, <laughs> or maybe it's your own home and just enjoying some things on our tablets. Other people picture their good life in a different way. They picture themselves sitting uh, perhaps just in a comfortable, nice chair in their home, reading a book, having some tea. You know? Other people picture their good life uh, sitting in a uh, rocking chair outside of the, their home in a porch and just watching the trees or their flowers. Everyone has this own image of what is a good life. Everyone pictures life in a different way. But what we know is that good life is just the result of the blessing of God. Correct? The blessing of our good Lord. But if you allow me to introduce you to some ideas today, let me share the first scripture with you in the book of Proverbs chapter 4, verse 23. And it says, reading in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, above all else, guard your heart. For everything you do flows from it. Everything, absolutely everything that we do, everything that we say, comes from our hearts. Right. We all know that. But sometimes it's like we are not aware of that. So let me share with you some scenarios here. For instance, this scenario is a scenario where there are two people that meet in the workplace. Okay? Like you probably met somebody in the workplace. And uh, so let me uh, pretend that I am doing the dialogue here, okay? Okay, so more or less this is what he says. Hey, hey, thank you, lady, for coming to work for us. It's my pleasure. My name is such and such, and I'm glad that we are working together. And uh, so it's, it's an honor. It's a real honor. No, 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 she says. It's, the honor is all mine. I'm very happy to be here with you. Oh, well, I hope that we will serve the community in a good way and we will do great things together for our company. But the question is, are their words really saying what they are thinking? We never know. Okay, so let me go through, uh, through this image to another scenario. He says, hey girl, you are really cute, you know? Actually, I really like you. Well, listen, I am married, but, uh, well, oh, I'm married too. Yeah, but it's okay. Uh, would you like to go with me to have a drink? We can talk more. Uh, yeah, yeah, I would like to do that. What is what the scripture tells us about those things? Listen to what the Lord Jesus said in Mark chapter 7, verses 20 to 23. And Jesus said, the things that make people wrong are the things that come from the inside. All these bad things begin inside a person, in the mind, bad thoughts, sexual sins, stealing, murder, adultery, greed, doing bad things to people, lying, doing things that are morally wrong, jealousy, insulting people, proud talking and foolish living. These evil things come from inside a person. And these are the things that make people 
unacceptable to God. Because whatever we say and do comes from our hearts. Do we agree on that? So let me ask you this question. Would you say that your mind and your heart are pure most of the time? Would you say that? Your mind and your heart are pure, pure most of the time. Well, we are, we are like, well, X percentage, percentage yes, X percentage no. Because we have this, uh, I will say, double or dual mentality sometimes. Correct? Well, imagine like a, a cup. Well, maybe you are like a, a, let's say, cappuccino cup, you know? A girl, you know? And the guy, well, the guy is a, is a smoothie. You know? <laughs> well, we all are like a cup. You are a cup, actually. And without you thinking about it, people are getting what is inside of you. You don't realize that, but it's there. Probably you are not thinking, I want to deliver this message, but it happens because it's there. It's like our breath. It's like our smell. It's there. We are not intending probably to give any impression, but it just happens. It's because it's inside of our hearts. So that's why that scripture that we read initially, it says, above all else, guard your heart. Because from your heart is where everything will flow. Everything will flow from your heart. So I like to present to you this image of this young lady that is in, the, in a winter outside, you know, just surrounded by the snow. Some of us love snow. I do love the snow. Some of you probably don't like snow. You think of the roads and stuff like that. But the, the analogy that I am giving you here, guys, is like when you are thinking more and more about God, when you are praying more and more and you are more conscientious of the presence of God in your life. Imagine it's it's like this lady that has all this snow around her. Do you see that? The more that you are thinking of the Lord, the more that you are praying, the more that you are aware that God is with you, it's just like the snow here in this video. It's around you. And uh, the truth is, when, when you have so much of God in you, there is a moment that you will be like this guy, just lifting up your hands wherever you are, and you just go suddenly, hallelujah, praise the Lord. Oh, Lord, thank you, Father. Thank you, Jesus. The more that you are praying, the more that you are thinking of God, will take you to a dimension of gratitude where you will be constantly just praising God. And suddenly there is an issue with your vehicle, but you say, the Lord is going to help me. That's right. And there is a problem with your mortgage, and you say, well, I'm trusting in the Lord. Thank you, God. Amen. And there is an issue with your health. Something happens, and you are hurting, but you say, ah, thank you, Jesus. Thank you. 
Because how many times the Lord has saved you? How many times you have seen the Lord moving in your life? Time after time after time after time. You tell me if you do not know that. You know it. He has given you many, 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 many times stuff, miracles, people in your life, work opportunities, business opportunities, all kind of opportunities because he is faithful. Yeah. Therefore, it's that you are just praising him. You praise the name of the Lord like this guy is doing here in this video. But you know what? The truth is that in order for us to experience that and live in that dimension, there is something that is required. What is that? The reading of the scripture. It's required. And you know, some of us had that beautiful experience being little ones around some adults reading to us the Bible. Some of us did that for our kids. Some of you are doing it right now with your little ones. And you know what? Kids enjoy that. And it's a great thing for them. Because the word of our Lord is so powerful. It gives us understanding of life. He is the creator. He is our destination. He loves me. He has a plan for my life. He is my protector. He is my provider. He is my healer. He has a plan for me. But all that happens when we are willing to what? To read the scripture. When we are willing to invest time with this holy book. Are you investing that time? Because something has to be done on our end. We don't want to be, do you remember in the video, the conversation, the dark conversation? We don't want to have that kind of inside thinking kind of conversation. We want to have pure minds, pure hearts, do we? We want that. You know what is going to do that? The word of God. Reading the scripture will wash your thoughts. Reading the scripture will do that to you. And you will be thinking more and more about the Lord. Then it was is when that example that I gave you, the lady with the snow around. And then you praise God regardless of the circumstances. You just do it. Because what happens is the more that you read the word of God, your faith will grow. And that is necessary for you. And it's personal. It's personal. I wish that I could just come to you and say, come here, my friend. Let me pray for you. Let me impart to you faith. And receive that faith. And now the rest of the week, you are filled with faith. And you will be so strong in your faith because I prayed for you. Yeah, I wish that I could say to you that that can happen and you will be filled up for the week. But it doesn't happen that way. It's a personal investment of each one of us. I have to do it. Every one of us has to do it. If we don't invest that time, 
we cannot expect that size of faith. <laughs> In order to have big faith, it has to be done a lot of reading and reflecting. But that is your job. Do you realize that? It's not the Lord's job. It's not the Lord's job to give you faith just because He loves you. No. It's your job to go to the Scripture and say, Lord, I really want to see my life going in a different direction. I want to have this pure thoughts, pure way of thinking, pure way of speaking, etc. Because I'm filled with your presence and I have faith. You know, a good life comes as a result of trusting in God. This passage of the scripture is so powerful. Proverbs chapter 3 verse 5. Trust the Lord completely and do not depend on your own understanding. Trust the Lord completely. Trusting in God. Would you like to have a good life? You need to trust in God. Because the good life is not going to happen because you are smart. Some people feel that they are so smart that they are doing great investments and great moves here and there with their jobs, with their business, with their money, with their contacts, with their connections. And, and they think, I, I got to figure it out. And then I will have a good life. They are, what, what is what exactly they are doing? They are depending on what? On their own understanding. That's the problem. That's, it's doing exactly the opposite of what the scripture is telling us to do. The scripture tells us trust in the Lord completely. And honestly, you will trust in God as you have faith in God. It's proportional. The more faith you have, the more that you will trust in the Lord. And the more that you trust in the Lord, more faith you will have. <coughs> to the point that you are just unbeatable. It doesn't matter what happens. You are going to be always in a good mode and mood because you, you know and you say and you think, God is with me. The Lord is going to do something for me. Now, this is a faith that comes from the Lord Jesus. It's the faith of the Lord Jesus. You know, there are people that they have some kind of faith in their investments. You know, some people have faith in their careers. They say, I went to school, I got my degrees, I have my job, and I have faith that the, through this path, I will get things done, and I will have a good life. I'm not saying that is not right. That is a great thing to do, to get degrees. And I encourage everyone, especially young people, to go to school and get degrees. I am okay with that. But faith must be the faith of the Lord Jesus. In you. Not because there is money that is sitting there in a bank account. You put faith in that money. Or because there is a business here. You put faith in that business. That's wrong. It has to be the faith of the Lord Jesus. And you know what? When you have that faith. You have no room for doubt. You don't doubt and I will show you five things that you will do when you have faith. The first thing that you will do when you have faith 
is that when you believe in God, you will do what is right. You simply will do what is right because you believe in God. You have so much faith in the Lord. You know He is with you and you will do what is right. And when the temptation comes to you, you say no. Maybe it's a very pretty, handsome person in the workplace or whatever. And perhaps this person is flirting with you. But you will do the right thing. You will say, hi, nice to meet you. It's a pleasure to work with you. And I hope we have a good time here in the company while we work together. And if is there anything I can do for you, please let me know. And, uh, and thank you so much. If you notice this person is flirting, what are you going to do? You're going to go away. Because you will do what is right. Because you have faith in God. You see? When you believe in God, you do what is right. There is an opportunity to do business with somebody, but there has, uh, there, there has to be some bribe involved, and there is money that you have to give under the table, and uh, you know, corruption involved. You won't do that. You have faith in God, you will do what is right. You do what is right. When you believe in God, you just do what is right. And you do it because it's in your heart. You just know it. This is the right thing to do. The second thing you will do is, when you believe in heaven, you behave. Your behavior is going to be exceptional. People will appreciate you and enjoy your company because your behavior is, is exceptional. It's great. Your behavior, the way that you treat people, the way that you talk to people, the way that you do everything, is just so nice and pleasant that people say, I like this person. It's because you believe in heaven. And you know, I have to do what is right. I am going to behave. And when you believe in God's protection, you're going to be prudent. You see, you have faith in God. You know the Lord is with you. He is going to protect you. But because you know that he's going to protect you, you are going to be careful in everything you do. When you are driving, you are careful. When you are using tools, ladders, when you are in the top of a roof or whatever kind of uh, dangerous situations you are, you are going to be very prudent. When it's about going to certain places, you will go in the right time. When you, when you know that there is some obscure areas in town, you won't go there by yourself in the middle of the night. You are going to be prudent. Yes, you have so much faith in the Lord and you believe in his protection, but you are prudent. Because you say, I'm not going to put myself in this position that potentially I can get injured. I know the Lord wants to protect me, but I cannot be a fool. You see, you have that faith in the Lord, but you are prudent. The fourth thing you will do is, because you believe in God's provision, you manage the money the right way. You have so much faith in God. And you say, Lord, you are good to me. I love you. I worship you. And you know he is the one who provides for you. When you were broke one day, he saved you. When you didn't have a job, he gave you one. When you didn't have any customers, he gave you one. When you didn't have any money, he gave you money. When you didn't have anything, he provided it for you. So you know that he is a great provider. Therefore, you're going to manage money the right way. 
And what is the first thing that we do with money? You know, my friends, I am not going to tell anybody honestly, especially those who are watching. I don't want to give you the impression that I want your money or I want you to do money for, for to give money to the church or anything like that. I, I am not interested in that. But I want to share with you, my friend, my personal experience. And that cannot offend you because it's my personal experience. Simple as that. I'm not telling you to do anything, okay? Just let me share with you my personal experience. I was 16 when I finished high school. And I wanted to go to a, the best university in Guatemala City. My parents didn't have the money to pay for that, so they told me, you need to get a job. 17 years old, I got my first job. And when I got my first job, and you will not believe how much money I, I, I made in, that, in those years. It was 120 per month. That was my income. And here's my mom and my dad. They said to me, did you, did you get your check? Yeah, yeah, 17 years old. I was so excited. So they said to me, come to the table. We need to talk to you about something. About what? About budget. A what? A budget. What's that? It's very simple. It has two columns, income and expenses. Ah, I see. You want me to learn how to manage money? Correct. OK. Good, good, good. OK. All right. Well, how much did you get? Uh, uh, 120, perfect, okay. So these are the expenses. So you tell us, son, what do you think your expenses are? What, what do you mean? <laughs> yeah, what do you think your expenses are? Well, uh, I'm not sure. You tell me, mama, <laughs> because I really don't know. Well, you, you have to know, I was 17. So my mom and my dad told me, well, you know, you have responsibilities with the house. But I supposedly get this job to pay for my education. Yeah, but you need to understand things. There are, you know, do you see the electricity? That is being paid with money. <laughs> Food, the same thing. Everything has to be paid. Somebody has to pay for that. Do I have to pay for all that? No, no, no. Just understand the concept, son. There are expenses. You need to consider expenses. Oh, I see. I see. And after you pay for everything, then you have that leftovers. You should save something if you can. And the rest, you can enjoy it and buy whatever you want. Oh, I get it. I get it. Okay. All right. But the first thing that you need to put in your budget about expenses, my parents said, give to the Lord. And I said, why? Well, because the Lord is your provider. And you need to learn that lesson. And you experience yourself the blessing of giving. So, again, I am not telling you what to do, my friend. I'm just sharing with you my personal experience. Since 17 years old, out of all my income, 10% has been given every time to the Lord. My personal experience. And the Lord has been so faithful to me all my life, abundantly, abundantly. I'm, I'm very blessed financially. I have plenty. The Lord has been so good to me. 
but also I have been faithful to him by giving to him every time I get money, 10% for him. That's what I have done. My parents told me that. They showed me in the scripture. And then they said to me, in addition, if you can give to the poor and help other people and eventually for special projects in the church, give this and that, that will be nice. And that is my personal experience. So what are you guys going to do? That is your problem. It's not my problem. It's not my life. It's not my money. It's your decision. But what I know is this. When you have faith in God and you believe in God's provision, you, mon you manage money the right way. Okay. The fifth thing you will do when you believe in God, you believe in his love. And because you believe in his love, you are going to be nice to everyone. You know the Lord loves you. How many of you felt the presence of God earlier when we were worshiping him? How many of you felt that anointing? I felt it. I felt the presence of God. I felt my, my heart being filled with his love. He is so loving. And he wants us to experience that love so we can be nice to people. That is the fifth thing that people with faith will do. Philippians chapter 4 verse 7 says, The peace of God which surpasses all understanding will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. Because when you have that peace of God, things are going to be just simply phenomenal to you. You, you will enjoy the peace of God. So much faith brought you to a new level of life. You are a peaceful person. And it was interesting, the testimony Penny was sharing with us earlier about how many people are talking here in Odessa still about the tragedy of last weekend, but at the same time, how much faith she can see in people. And I, and I agree. I see that too. And all believers, we move to a new level of having peace. The peace of God. When you have the peace of God, that will move you to do two things. The first thing is to obtain knowledge. You will be eager to learn. And that is something that I encourage everybody. Invest your time learning. Do your best, my friend, to learn. Utilize your available time to learn. Learn everything you can. And today it's so easy online. You can subscribe to so many channels that you can watch videos and learn things about everything you like. Sports, carpentry, electricity, languages, playing instruments, geology, everything. The peace of God, listen, you have faith in God. Your, your behavior is exceptional. You have so much peace. You know what is the next thing you will do? Is you will start learning things. You will love to learn things. You don't get just like that. Okay, I'm done with life. No, you just want to learn more. And then you will do godly and you will make godly decisions in everything in your life. You will make those godly decisions. That is a way to get the good life. Some people think 
I got it. I got it. I need to be in the Word. So my faith is going to grow. The faith of the Lord Jesus in me is growing. I will do all these things. I will have peace. I will start learning. I get it. I will have the good life. So I'll be happy. Wrong conclusion. Why? Because the objective of a happy life, a good life, is to make God happy. That is the main objective. Make God happy with our lives. That's a good life. So it doesn't matter if you become wealthy or not, if you become famous or not, if you become powerful or not. It doesn't matter. But a good life will make God happy. And you know what? I know is that anybody that makes God happy is always willing to do three things. Always is willing to forgive. Always is willing to forget. And is always willing to move forward. A good life makes God happy. He is happy with us. And then... We are able to do that constantly. We forgive. We forget. We move forward. But I understand that some people don't have that. Maybe that's your case. You don't have that peace of God totally in your heart. And maybe you need it. What if you pray with me? This prayer is in the screen. It says, Dear God, I have always dreamed of having a good life. I have always wanted a happy life. I need that, my Lord. I need you to guide me to have a good life, a happy life, where I will be the person you want me to be. Please take my heart and change it. Please take my life and make it the way you want it to be. It is not my life anymore. It is yours. I give you my heart and my life, Lord God. Please forgive me and help me to follow your word in everything. I surrender to you, Lord Jesus. I am starting a new life today with you. Receive the forgiveness in the name of Jesus. Lord Jesus is giving us his forgiveness and today is not the exception. So we all can declare together here in the church, I am forgiven and saved by faith in Jesus. My life is going to be great and blessed this year, 2019. Amen. Friends, thank you so much for coming up to church. I wish a beautiful Sunday. Peace of God with you. Say hello to your family and friends, and I'll see you next time. Anytime a heart turns from darkness to light, anytime temptation comes and someone stands to fight, anytime somebody lives to serve and not be served, I know, I know, I know, I know.
We appreciate so much your time invested with Victory Church in Odessa, Texas.